Thanks for tuning in to the third episode of What Do You Say Anime. On today's episode, we will be discussing our first impressions on the summer anime season and discuss on what's hot and what's not. We'll be using our discussion topic and viewer question segment today to talk about the recent tragedy at Kyoto Animation. Adam debuts a new game for us to play. And lastly, our off-the-cuff questions. So sit back, grab some pokey sticks, and enjoy the opening song to one of the best shows so far this season, Dr. Stone. Welcome to episode 3 everyone, hope everyone's having a wonderful week. It's nearing the end of July and that means the summer 2019 anime season is off and running now. And boy do we have things to talk about this week. But before that, we kick things off, Peter, what's been going on on your end? Uh, not a whole lot, just enjoying the 10,000 degree weather that we had in Minnesota recently and stay inside and watch the anime. Yeah, it's been a pretty hot season, uh... I was up at the cabin for a few days, so I was out on a lake enjoying myself, and the weather has been beautiful, but uh, let's not talk about that right now. We got some anime to talk about, so do you want to kick things off with our first summer anime show you've been watching? We're going to jump into it. Uh, this first segment, we're going to be talking about the, all the shows that me and Adam have watched. Some both of us have seen, some only Adam has seen, some only I have seen. I'm going to break it down to four different ways of how I want people to view the shows that we're talking about. Uh, I say that we either need to go see it right now, maybe consider it if it's your taste. A big maybe question mark if it's uh, iffy and then completely avoid it at all costs. The first show that we came up, or that I saw, um, was Maidens of the Savage Season. It's premiering on High Dive, or if you have VRV, you can watch it as well. Great show. It's about uh, girls who are experiencing essentially puberty in high school. It's about these girls who don't really involve themselves with sex at all, learning and more, more, and more about the sex cultures and like the sexual innuendos just in general life and they're discovering boys for the first time they're discovering like more things to just life in general but it all revolves around essentially sex there's no it's more of a comedy it's more of a coming of age of these teenage girls like really understanding like what it's like to like venture out of their comfort zone in their teenage years and move into uh like dating 
um, in this case, sex, and just, like, talking about it with friends and how uncomfortable you were when you were, like, 14, 15 years old of, yeah, you like girls and all, but, and you, like, you like the idea of sex, but you're so nervous and everything like that. And it's kind of like one of those experiences. And the, the main characters are five girls in a literature club who read more of, like, an erotic novel for the first time. That's kind of what sparks this whole premonition of exploring sexuality. And it's really funny... It has like this. If you saw also also be also bossy from last season, where it's like these cute high school girls like exploring more and more of each other, um, in like a sexual way. Uh, really funny, really like awkward. Like I like there's like a scene where a girl is trying to understand essentially how sex works and like how it's even possible for like a guy to have sex with a girl and like the like the the metaphor that they use is like a train going through a tunnel, so it's like that type of sexual visualization of like oh my god a train can fit in a tunnel, so it's like really funny like sexual innuendos that type of thing and but at the same time it's like really real it's like there are girls who are these girls are like they're like obviously like all like virgins and but they're really really intrigued about this but the, and then there's girls in high school who are much more experienced than them and they're very like conflicted they want to know more but they don't want to come off as it like off as like i guess in girls terms like like a slut or something like that so it's like a really cool dynamic that you a lot of times you don't see in like anime where a lot of times it's like very very cautious very like shy like that's like oh if i hold your hand like it's like almost are blushing at this time they're like they're talking about like straight up sex so um personally I have it as a go watch right now. I think it's that good. I think if you are into like really, this is a really, really smart, funny show. And if you're into that type of thing and maybe you want to like relive your like awkward high school moments in like a really smart, funny way, not like a cliche rom-com, I think this is the show for it. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things from uh, YouTubers and stuff, so... It's one of those shows I wasn't all that interested in when we started the season, but from the comedy aspect of it, it seems like it might be more up my alley than I gave it credit for at the beginning. Yep, and like we said previous episode, the director of Toradora and Anohana goes to the show, so it's... I don't think you can go wrong. Alright, well I'll definitely be adding it to my list. The uh, show, first show that I started watching was The Ones Within... And this one you can find on Funimation. I don't believe it has a dub up yet, but I believe it's getting one. This is an interesting one because the premise of it is Let's Players that are all from different genres of Let's Play, whether that be fighting games or RPGs or, like, dating sims or something. They're all taken, kidnapped by some mysterious group and brought to a mysterious land... That's I don't know if it's an island per se, but they're taken away from society and they're forced to survive these games in order to get the biggest viewer count possible. And they're only able to leave after they get, I believe, 100 million views on this like hidden camera survival game that they're all playing. And if they fail, they'll die. The premise sounds kind of like a suspenseful thriller type of show but it's really not it's actually more of a comedy which 
I don't know how I feel about that. I don't feel like the two genres really mesh very well, but at times it actually is quite hysterical. For example, in episode two, there's a scene where they have to play a nurturing game, so four of the Let's Players are selected, and they have to help a girl who's going to hatch from an egg go to an all-girls school, maintain her grades, and fall in, have the pretty boy teacher fall in love with her. Like, it's a mixture of a like farming simulator where they have to like hatch this egg, but also a <laughs> dating sim. And the girl that hatches out of the egg is based on the characteristics that they find most appealing. And so they're all like told to think about whatever uh, characteristics or personality traits they would like. And they all think of something really weird. So like one person's thinking of just a girl in a schoolgirl outfit. Another person's thinking about an afro. And then one of the guys is thinking about a panda. And so she's this girl is born she's a sweet nice girl but she's born as a panda in a schoolgirl outfit with a giant afro and if you fall if you're on our discord or follow me on discord it's actually my discord picture now because it's so hilarious looking it's a panda with an afro and a bow but then she has to go to an all-girls school and make the pretty boy teacher fall in love with her it's completely weird but I've ha- I've actually enjoyed the comedy aspects of it, but I don't know how well it would everyone would w- enjoy this show. So for me, it's a considerate. I think there are people that would enjoy it, but it's definitely not going to be up everybody's alley. I was wondering what the icon was on your avatar for <laughs> uh, Discord. Uh, I'm definitely probably not going to add this to the list, but it, I mean the premise is a little different, so I respect that. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be everyone's cup of tea for sure. I, I I agree. All right, next up we have, I believe it is a Crunchyroll exclusive, and that's Dr. Stone. It takes place 3,700 years from present day after the entire world is turned into, turned into stone statues. Um, it takes place, like, it's, the main characters are two high school students. One's uh, big and brawny, the other one's smart and like a scientist and he's essentially the Dr. Stone really over the top like animations I like that it doesn't take itself serious but at the same time it's very smart um it's like a survival um type of show where they're literally rebuilding everything from scratch but they have the knowledge of what they had before so it's really smart to see like how they're trying to collect like these different elements to make different types of materials like in one of the episodes they're collecting like seashells to break up uh and then like mix with fire and mud to make some form of like cement cement and so it's like kind of cool like bill nye the science guy experiments but at the same time that it's like real world like there's stuff going on where like some i don't want to give too many spoilers away but there's obviously conflict that happens in a world where you've been frozen for 3700 years in stone um the animations are fantastic if you heard the opening song to our intro that's from dr stone uh really nice op i like it a lot um the show itself like as i said doesn't take itself too seriously but it's really fun if you like shonen like smart shonen but like not action-based shonen like I don't know how to describe it. It's Bill Nye the Science Guy if it was in Shonen Jump. Uh, I, right now, I have it as a go watch it now. I think it's a really good show. 
I think the animations are fantastic. The characters are super funny. And, like, they mesh really well with each other. I think there's three episodes out right now. So definitely go check it out on Crunchyroll if you have it. Yeah, it's a show that I have on my list, and I feel like I want to binge it. But everyone's raving about it, so I'm I'm probably just going to have to jump into it and deal with the episode-to-episode uh, episode format of a seasonal show, even though that's not exactly my thing. Yeah, and it is a two-core show, so if you want to binge it, you're going to have to wait six months. So yeah, you, I can't wait that long. You, you might have to jump on the bandwagon a little early. I'll do it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the next show that I'm talking about is Magical Senpai. This is a short, and it airs on Crunchyroll, if I remember right. Yeah, Crunchyroll. And uh, it's about a kid, a freshman coming into school, and he's trying to find a club to join, one that he doesn't have to take seriously, that he can just ditch to go play video games. And he comes across the Magic Club, which actually isn't a club officially yet, but it has one member, and it's a his senpai who is terrible, terrible at Magic. She can't perform any tricks properly. Everything tends to go wrong, and it ends up in some silly, like, panty shot or mock bondage scene and he actually seems to have some potential at being a decent magician like he knows a few kind of tricks that he's able to impress a couple kids out in a park at one point but his senpai is absolutely the worst magician ever um it's a short it's what 12 13 minutes long so it's not a big time commitment but I don't know if this is going to be for everyone. I feel like this is a maybe from me. If you like shorts, if you like silly, etchy things, then... I mean, it's not full-blown etchy, but it's got those typical panty shots that you'll expect. So, it's a maybe for me. Yeah, I think I have it a maybe, too. Uh, I think the episodes are really quick and easy to watch. Uh, the comedic elements, so, so, the hit and miss sometimes. There's some pretty funny episodes, and then the other times there's like... It's literally there for, like, a fan service shot, so it's hit and miss. I definitely put it a maybe, but if you like short, quick, minute, 12-minute shows, I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, next up, we have the second season of Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? I previously watched the first season along with Adam, but I don't think I haven't started season two yet. Nope. And to my surprise, it's much better than the first season. I thought the first season was, like, okay. I gave it, like, a 7 out of 10 on Mal. Um, where I thought it, it was like in terms of like animation it's much better than like a typical fantasy type of show but like the storylines are similar and season 2 kind of kicked it off with a bang of I didn't see that coming I thought it was just going to be typical dungeon crawler RPG fantasy show and I don't want to give spoilers away or anything like that but definitely took me for a ride the first few episodes especially the second episode was much different I'm not, I'm not going to say it was like I don't know if it was good it was just way different than what the show was normally. So I definitely, if you're a fan of like these fantasy RPG style shows, uh, pick up the first season and then start watching the second season. Right now I have it as a considerate, if that's your type of thing. Uh, luckily it's not like all the other isekai shows this season because it's not technically an isekai. It's just like a fantasy. But definitely I would say go and check it out if that's your type of show. Well, that's good to hear too because... I was a little more... I enjoyed the first season a little more than you. I feel like 
Like that was one of my favorites the season uh, the t- when it came out, the season it came out. And I'm glad to hear that it sounds like it's better than the first season, which I definitely didn't expect. I expected to fall off on season two. So I think it's gonna be hit and miss. I think there's gonna be some people who don't like where the direction it's going. And I think there's some people who are like me where they're glad to see it go in a different direction. Okay. Um, I, honestly, I would have been fine if Season 2 picked up like Season 1. Uh, like a dungeon crawler RPG style show. But they are definitely going in a different direction. And it's very... Like the arc that they're going on is very similar to another show that I, don't, I really don't want you it'll be spoilers if I say it but all right well, you'll, you'll you'll pick it up right away if you like if you've seen this show as well so I say consider it if that's your type of show all right I'll definitely be jumping on that right after we're done with this so the next episode or sorry the next show we're gonna be discussing is I'm just gonna say right now it's my favorite show of the season if you follow me on Twitter or on Facebook or on anything I've but done nothing but gush about this show and it's how heavy are the dumbbells you lift. Going into this season, it was my most anticipated, and I think I've watched the first two episodes of the of the three that are out at least four times. The uh, premise of the show is about a girl named Hibiki, who is a high school girl. I don't know her exact age. I think it's 16. And her friend Ayaka are walking back from school, and Ayaka points out that Hibiki looks like she's gained some weight lately. And Hibiki is a garbage disposal. She can just down food like nobody's business. She has a terrible eating habit, so she's put on a few pounds. Though, she only weighs like 122 pounds, and she doesn't look that bad. But anyway, she's she's downing food, and she decides maybe it's time that I hit the gym and get in shape for uh, bathing suit season for summer. And so she goes to Silverman's gym which is a new gym that just opened and an obvious reference to, uh, was it Gold's Gym, yeah. I believe. And she runs into the beautiful, stunning student council president, Akemi, who has a muscle fetish, you find out. And the two of them start working out at Silverman's Gym to get in shape. It's an absolutely hilarious show, but it's also like an edutainment type thing where it shows you how to do workouts. I've been hit like like me and P have both been hitting the gym lately, and that's kind of why I wanted to start watching this. And I've been incorporating some of the workouts routines that they do from this. I love it. I just love this show. I gush on about it for days. Hibiki is like, it's just like me. She can eat like nobody's business, <laughs> and she's she is me personified if it was a woman. And Akemi, I love her muscle fetish and her rea- her facial expressions and reactions. Like when she's drooling over muscles and gushing about it. She's my wa- she's my waifu. And this kind of goes back <laughs> to one of the questions you asked. I think it was in episode one where you asked what's the you asked me like what's the difference like between waifu and uh, best girl or how do you describe it? Hibiki is best girl, and Akemi is my waifu in this. I that. completely understand. <laughs> so I have this as a go watch it now. If if you're in if you enjoy fitness at all, I feel like you'll love this. It's a funny comedy. There's more characters than just the three that I mentioned, like the uh, gym instructor. He's hilarious. He's like a prince charming, but when he hears 
muscles are flexed. He just rips out of his clothes by flexing. And he looks like some Arnold Schwarzenegger on steroids back in his prime day. Like, he actually, was it, uh, was it Ken Shiro that in one of the episodes he does a cosplay as? It's, yeah. I, yeah, he, he looks like that, but with like a perfect pretty boy face, like photoshopped onto a muscular body. It's great. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm also watching this show, and I'm I'm also rating it as like a go see it now. Uh, I had I had high expectations for the show. It's silly and over the top. It kind of reminded me of like if Food Wars was for lifting type of thing, where like the animations are like really great, but every now and then you get like a close up of someone's face, and it's like over the top, exaggerated, eyes bursting out of their face, hilarious type of like facial expressions, and I really like that. And I really like that, especially on, like, Reddit. There's a lot of people who are, like, coming out of their shell and saying, like, hey, this show is, like, pumping me up and, like, I want to go to the gym. And there's a lot of, like, really nice stories of hearing people, like, because me and Adam are both influenced by anime and definitely for me, like, it helped me get into fitness and, like, this show is helping people get into fitness. And I always say, like, I don't care, like, what silly reasons motivate you to go to the gym like if it's an anime of cute girls lifting weights makes you go want to go to the gym then who cares like that's great like i'm glad like people are getting into their fitness like regimen because of an anime show um and, and th- like bang out something you said earlier like i i don't really like the part of like it's portraying the girl as like fat and she weighs like 120 pounds i think most girls would kill to be 120 pounds oh i know uh that was kind of like I really wish they didn't make it... I wish it was just, like, a girl who just wanted to get in shape. I really don't like to, like, to portray her as, like, out of shape or fat or, yeah. like, not attractive. And it's, like, this. she's a very cute and attractive girl. And it's it's kind of like what we based off, like, uh, last episode with Cinderella 9. Like, I wish it was just, like, more empowerment. Not, yeah, like, absolutely. sexualizing everything and, like, nitpicking, like, every little thing, but... I mean, the show itself is fantastic. I like how that's like the point to like a corn dog, it's like 390 calories, and the point to like some steak, it's like 860 calories, and it's like super funny, like little bits out of nowhere that they do. Like, they do like the random, like the trainer who was the, the voice actor from Shield Hero last year is not like the main trainer. And, like, every now and then they'll do, like, a quick 45-second video of tips and tricks on how to do a bench press lift or something like that. Or, like, a heel lift. And it's, like, these are really funny, like, actually useful information if you want to go to the gym. This is the actually the correct way on how to do a bench press. So it's, it's like, really funny, informative. It's honestly one of... I think it's a contender for anime of the season. I, I knew the show would be good, but, like, to put a show like this in consideration for anime of the season is, like... For me, personally, it's out of, like... Like, I would never put, like, Food Wars as anime of the season. But this show is, like... There's a very high possibility that this is anime of the season. And I absolutely enjoy every second of the show. I've already seen every episode in sub, and I really want to watch it in dub, too. Just to get, like, a different perspective of the show. I do want to actually comment on that. So there's a couple things that, while you were talking, came to my head. One, the dub, while not perfect... There, you can tell the voice actors are having fun, and they did change some lines. I feel like just to fit the voice flaps or whatever you want to call it, and they're legitimately funny. I find the show in dub hilarious, and it's worth watching. If you watch it in sub, it is still worth watching the dub. 
it might not be your cup of tea. You'll probably notice some voice act, some faults with the voice acting, but it is still really funny. At least in my opinion, I loved the dub and the music is phenomenal as well. The OP and the ED are they're bangers. I the love the OP them. is so good. <laughs> the OP it's legit the best OP of the season. It's not even. I think it's not even close. Oh, I I hundred percent agree. And the ED for me is at least just as. Probably the best ED of the season for me as well. It's not as good as the OP, which I have on my playlist as the first song every time I go to the gym. I, I, like I said, I can't gush enough enough about this show. And if yep. I can just plug one more thing, there was the reason I even heard about the show was because of a YouTuber named Jax Blade. So I want to give him a shout out because he's doing like an episode by episode breakdown. He's a fitness trainer, and he's breaking down like every episode talking about what they did right potentially like the things that they talk about like i guess in episode three he had a little bit of a qualm with like what they uh portrayed as proper eating techniques like he didn't like the idea of just some of the uh, small things that they said but he does a really good analytical breakdown about this series as both an anime and a manga so if you do watch this and you feel like you want to start lifting and stuff I just wanted you to say, go check out his channel. It's Jax Blade, J-A-X-B-L-A-D-E. He's has a great channel about this show. Yep, I watched that too. It's pretty it's pretty informative, and I just like hearing like breakdowns. Because I think it was like two seasons ago, there was a doctor who broke down cells at work, and that was kind of something similar. Oh, yeah. Like the, bio- the biology of it. And that's that, Those are really cool like informational guides on shows as well to get like a different perspective and I watched the Jack's Blade too and that was really informative and he's really like charismatic person so I really enjoyed his videos in general yep alright next up uh, we have Fire Force this is from the creator of Soul Eater um, only two episodes the third episode was supposed to come out yesterday or sorry Friday but obviously with the Kyoto animation fire that happened they delayed the episode now, like, the show's kind of up in the air. It's on, like, I shouldn't say it's, like, a hiatus. They delayed the first episode, or the third episode, and it's still kind of seeing if they're going to continue with it this season, maybe push it off till next season. Uh, definitely, but the show itself is... I just want to say, like, the animations are so fluid. When there's people, like... There's, like, fight scenes where, like, multiple people are running around really, really fast. And a lot of times they can be, like, really choppy, cut-and-paste animations. And the best way to describe the animations of the show is it's just so fluid. It may not be perfect, it may not be crisp, but it looks like every person moving, like, their legs were, like, the best detail that they could do. Like, maybe, like, the background art's not that good, but, like, the characters themselves are perfect, and how they move is perfect, and why they move is perfect. And I really, 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 like, give props to that, because a lot of times you see people just, like, Naruto running a lot um, like a green screen it looks like and this one's way different I definitely give props to the animation on the show um, the fight there's been like one real fight scene I thought it was pretty cool I think it's perfect because you give like a, you get like a taste of what the fight scenes are going to be like and obviously there's, there's going to be like an end boss I'm sure the fight scene on that is going to be absolutely amazing so I'm looking forward to stuff like that the show uh, like the story, the dialogue is a little iffy at times. I feel like sometimes the scenes are drawn out a little bit. It's definitely like the only bad thing I can say about the show. I think the characters are really cool. I like that there's like different dynamics to like each character's role of part of the 
essentially the fire force that they're I mean it's called fire force but like the firefighter squad that they're a part of like each character has a role they specialize in something different and that's why they're together they make like a really good team uh, right now I have it as like a considerate I don't think you have to rush out and go see it right now I think maybe if you have other things on the table go like maybe put this aside and watch it when there's more episodes out to see if you get a better taste of it obviously we don't know if the, the season's going to continue this season so that type of thing so right now I have it about a considerate but I think it's like a really really good show so far yeah it's actually quite sad that this had to happen at the same time or the show would come out at exactly the same time we'd have such a disaster but we'll definitely be getting into that later now it's we're going to be starting oh no I guess it, are we starting the uh, isekai block the yeah. isekai block alright so this next one from commonplace to world's strongest I feel like is probably going to have the biggest variance in fans from people who hated it to the people that liked it I personally fall more on the side of the people that like it, but again, I've, like I've said many times, I'm easy to please. So this show is about a group of students in a class that get teleported to a fantasy world. It kind of mixes like a dungeon crawler with like like the slime from a couple of years ago and. Anyway, I'll just continue. So the class gets teleported to this fantasy world where they have to help them. They haven't even really said what the end goal is, but they have to go through this dungeon and help protect this world. While on going through this dungeon, the main character of the show, who is a synergist, is the class that he's given. It's got like an RPG element where everyone's got their own class. He gets lost and falls off a bridge due to an accident and ends up very, very, very deep in this dungeon and loses his arm and eventually kind of goes insane a little bit and he decides he's going to survive at all costs if he, regardless of who and what he has to kill along the way. And by using his synergist powers, he's able to kill a couple monsters, he eats them, and this causes him to gain their powers. And so, like we had in uh, Slime a few year seasons ago, by killing enemies and absorbing them and eating them, he's able to like increase his level and increase his stats and get new abilities. And he uses this to like create a gun that he basically goes through a s murdering all the enemies. All while the rest of his class basically just left him. They kind of were just like, well, we lost one of the heroes, but eh, we'll continue on. I feel like this show is rushing itself a little bit. You can probably tell I didn't really have a lot to say. Kind of just the setup of who the main character is. Because we really don't know a lot about it. I think that's the biggest issue the show has. Is that it feels like they're just rushing through everything. And not explaining much of anything. But I do like the concept. If they could slow down. And give us a reason to care about what's going on. Yeah, um, it's it's funny that you say that it's rushed because if you didn't know, this show was supposed to come out last year and it got delayed. Are you serious? And yet I didn't know that. It's, and it still feels rushed. So it's like, it's very funny that you say that because I also feel that way. I think I watched a video on Digibro explaining this, so I'm going to steal his take, that they kind of want, it's kind of targeted towards the people who read the light novel. 
that there's stuff in the backstory that if you read the light novel, it kind of makes sense what's going on right now. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> if you didn't read the light novel, you have no clue. Um, we're, we're, we're talking about four different isekais. There's four, I think there's more, but right now, I think me and Am are just watching four. Yep. Uh, personally, I think this one's the worst. I hate the main character. He's just like a, just an edgy edge edge lord. Is the only way I can th- describe it. That he literally goes from a like crybaby to an edge lord. Yeah, he goes he goes from like he goes from like a crybaby to like <laughs> random like I'm a huge badass, but he's not. It's the only way I could like kind of describe it. Where he. He like his hair changes color. He is like he's all nice and stuff, and now he's like I'm going to shoot everything that walks, and then I'm going to eat it and absorb all the power, which is kind of cool. I kind of like that. The, like you said, the slime element is kind of cool. Um, it's really random how he like discovers that if he eats stuff, he lives like gets more powerful. So, but that's like one of the things where it feels kind of rushed, and that's why because they're not targeting it. Um, yeah, like. I think that this is only like a 12 episode show I would be shocked if this gets like a second season um and like if the goal is it for you to buy the light novels to continue the story I they're doing a terrible 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 job at because I even think the light novel actually has pretty decent reviews so the fact that they had like over a year to produce this anime and it's this bad is kind of uh kind of concerning i just i i think it's only been two episodes i just hate the main character like that's a huge point for me it's kind of like this will be really weird i'm gonna branch off into something completely different but uh one of the reasons why i didn't like kill a kill is i didn't like the main character i actually like Ma- like mako the side character i thought she was by far the best character in the whole show it kind of like set it adrift for me where I, if you don't care about the main character who's in 90% of the scenes, like, it takes away from the show. And I know that's super random why I just brought that up, but that's, like, a lot of people love Kill a Kill, and I thought it was just fine. I totally it's get what you're saying, too. Like, it, I, I, I'm i with you on that the main character feels like a cra- he's a bad character. Yeah. It doesn't take away from me quite as much, but, again, I've seen so many of these trash you say, Kai, just kind of go into it not expecting any good main characters anyway. I feel like the premise was there and they just dropped the ball because it has the elements that it could be good and I want to believe that they would do better but it doesn't feel like they're going to. Yep, and I think like maybe if this was like the only isekai show of the season and you needed to get like an isekai itch I'd maybe put it as like a maybe like just so you can watch a new isekai show to fill that void until for the people who like it SAO comes out next season um, I'd put it as like a maybe, but for right now I'm putting it as like a void. It's pr- I'm probably going to drop it. I usually do like the rule of three where I let I watch three episodes before dropping it, and I've only watched two, so I'll probably give it one more episode to see if it like changes my mind. But personally, I put it as a void. I have it as a maybe. Like I said, I feel like the premise is there, and there's a chance for this to be decent, but they have not done themselves any favors with the way this story is going because like I said I don't even know what the who the major antagonist is or what's going on and then the last episode just introduced like a undead vampire lowly to the mix yup 
Right. Yes, they did. And so, like, if you're easy to please, like myself, you might just sit through it because you got nothing better to do while you're playing your MMOs. But uh, for most other people, it probably will be an avoid. Yeah, and I think it comes out. I forgot what day it comes out, but I think it competes with some other shows on the day it comes out. So it, it's definitely like not the first show I go out on my way to watch when it comes out. It's Monday. It comes on a Monday. Monday. So that, that's the only show on Monday for me too. So that kind of. Oh, I would since this is. Oh no, never mind. That doesn't come out on Monday. Okay. I I remember it came out on Monday, and I think I watched it on like Thursday night or something. Like I didn't go on my way to watch this show. Yeah, I I just caught up on it a couple days ago. So. Which is sad because the next Isekai we got though is Isekai Cheat Magician. This one is a similar premise. A couple school, sorry, a couple students, a boy and a girl, Rin and I don't. Rin's the girl. I don't remember the dude's name. I don't remember either. I, I, I'm <laughs> because... so bad with names. You'll you'll no, get used to I the think point. it's. I, I think that's a part of the show where if you don't remember the main character, it kind of shows you uh, how the show is. Yeah, pretty much. Like I can remember uh, Bell from. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? So that tells yep. you that's probably one of the better shows on these list of adventure that's shows. That's true. But uh, anyway, main character and his childhood slash girlfriend, Rin, whatever they are, they end up getting teleported to a fantasy world of magic, and they find out that they both are exceptionally powerful magicians. Or, sorry, she's a magician, he's a sorcerer. There's a difference in this show basically how they use their magic but in this world the magic is set in stone your power is a set number that doesn't increase and your overall like mana I guess we'll call it just so that it has like a correlation to our systems most people might know their mana pool is a certain length that never changes and it basically determines how powerful you're going to be. And Rin is a magician who can control all four of the major elements. What is it? Fire, water, wind, and earth. Which yep. is exceptional. And she has she's more powerful than the most powerful magician in the realm. And main character guy who I don't remember. Like I said, I don't remember his name. He's a sorcerer, which means his magic comes slightly differently they don't know what elements he can control, but it's possible he might also control, like, time, space, and something else. And he has a power that's, like, three times as high as Rin's and has the ability to sh- could take out an entire nation by himself if he wanted. There's not a lot to say to this one. I have this one probably as an avoid. I, I don't find it all that great. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to finish it. I'll probably give it a six by the end of the season because I'll be like, there was something good there, but I don't have a lot to really say about it. I love how we conflict on isekai shows because <laughs> this was like the one where, like, if I had to recommend if you had an isekai itch for the season, uh, this would be the one that I would watch because it's like everything, it, I mean, it's it's cliche isekai. Yeah. Like, teleport to another world. Um, he's not, he, I mean, he's a kind of a bland bitch protagonist, but like, not as bad as, like, Shin from uh, Wiseman's Grandchild from oh, last abs- season. Like, okay, that that's to be fair. If I compare it to Wiseman's Grandchild, this is better. And I feel yeah, like it, I, I I had one character I liked from that show with why I rated so high. I haven't found a character in this one, except for maybe the teacher. She's fucking hot. But Yeah, she's kind of cool. But uh, 
I don't know. I feel like I, the main character bothers me more for some reason. <laughs> Maybe because also, like they straight up just expl- like have him being like, you could just like take over the world if you wanted. Yeah, it was kind of different, uh, which was kind of funny. Was you know how in like normal like isekai shows, it's like normally like the girls like gush over the boy main character, and then this one is like the girl teacher was like gushing over. Uh, Rin was her name or something like that. Oh yeah, like, I did. I feel like and she's like, oh my god, she's so she's so great. Like I can't believe how strong her magic is. But like, kind of like 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 gushing, not like praising, but like gushing yeah. over. I'm like, that's a little different. Like, you don't really see that in isekai shows. And that's I kind of like the 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 magic element. How like one's like a wizard and the other is like a sorcerer, and they explain the difference between the two. I like that's kind of like a cool element. Like. You just assume, like, they were both, like, mages or wizards or something like that. But, like, no. Like, he can could maybe control, like, space and time and, like, like a Doctor Strange type of thing. The other girl can shoot fireballs. So, it's, like, it's kind of cool, like, the different magic that they do. But, like, in no way is the show, like, amazing. Like, it's literally, like... I always give, like, the example of, um... Like, Death March to a Parallel Rhapsody or In a, Another World with My Smartphone. Oh, God, I hated those so where much. Those are just, like, cliche isekai shows. These are, this like, is definitely better than those. Like, I want... I, okay, maybe I was a bit harsh by saying Avoid, because I'm those other shows I would have put as Avoid, too, and it's definitely better than those. There's yes, no doubt I, I, about I, that in my mind. Maybe I'm I was just a bit a, harsh. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving mine at a hard maybe if you are, like, looking to find this type of show like there's a lot of people who just love isekai and like you need a show for the season this is the one i would personally recommend um but like in no way is it like go out of your way you have to watch this great isekai show um yeah like i said there's some cool elements but like 90 percent of it's just like cliche 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 everywhere so that's just my personal opinion I do I do want to give it credit cuz they did something that I that I praised Wise Men's Grandchild for and this one deserves praise as well is that they explain why their knowledge from their own world helps them be better at their magic. Like Yes. It's 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 actually the exact same premise where he's able to in Wise Man's Grandchild the main character was it Shin Yep. He was able to like create the his spells by just thinking about how the elements and things interact to create it. And that's exactly how the magic works in this world, but everybody does it. And they're just a little bit of knowledge that, you know, gas would burn hotter than like liquid. Yeah. So they that's use, really cool that you say that. That is really that I really like. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move it up actually. I'm not gonna say avoid because like you said, there are people that will enjoy this just because it's an isekai and if that's your thing it's better than a lot of those other ones like wise man's grandchild in another world with my smartphone uh i forget the parallel world rhapsody whatever yeah it's better than a lot of them it does like you said it does a better job than that so i'll give it give it a little bit more credit than to say avoid and just like like i just want to say something real quick before we jump to the next one like how you said like in their world, like the people, the the main characters, like their world, like the, she's visualizing how to make fire stronger. So she visualizes gasoline being poured onto a fire, and so when she does that, like her fire gets stronger. But like in their world, they don't have gasoline. So like 
in like her mind she's like visualizing gasoline and they go to like the teacher and she's like i wonder how she's doing that like we have because her flame is blue and in their world they have nothing that could heat fired up that hot where the fire would turn blue so it's like it's really cool like how she visualizes like the fire turning blue because of gasoline and her being perplexed because she's never seen blue fire so kind of like a cool I, I like that element of like why her fire is stronger because she's visualizing it like this and in response it turns blue and so really cool I could say this would move up on my list if I feel like we figure out soon more about this world and the enemy because I feel like we really haven't gotten a lot about this besides they got teleported here and now they're training to join the adventurers guild Yep, if they, and I have. That I'm just gonna throw out. I'm gonna guess it's either gonna be one of two things: one demon lord or two like adventurer turned bad. I'm just gonna throw like two. Since it's such a generic show, it's probably gonna be one of the two. My money's on there. I have to kill a demon lord. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll take it. I just I feel like that's probably my thing is I didn't know where it was going, and so I didn't have a lot to really say, and that kind of like pulled me away. Like, mm-hmm. if if I know where this. The, what's gonna go I can imagine a setup and that would definitely help my enjoyment if like oh they're training to defeat a demon lord or like I give comment like going back to the last one com- from commonplace to world strongest at least I know this main character is trying to escape this dungeon and so I give him that give it that like I can see where this is gonna be possibly go and that yeah regard- because like they get they're getting taught because like the only reason was the teachers want them to be able to like f- like be defending themselves but they don't really say like why like they're going these two random people are going out of their way to teach these two other than the fact that they find out they're super powerful but like I don't know maybe if there's like an alternative motive yeah. or something like it would make sense but there's really like you said there's no like why reason it's to, like, like the yeah, show there's itself. not a political thing there's not like evil bad guy thing it's just kind of we're training them and so that's I probably where my hesitation comes in. Th- the next episode might explain all that and move every... just change yeah, everything. I think there's only been two episodes since yeah. at the time of recording, so, like, obviously... It's still in setup mode. It's still setup mode, yeah, for sure. But, like like I said, if it's, like, a 12-episode show, they probably should do that earlier, but it is what it is. Yep. Alright, next up we have Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attacks. Uh, another isekai show where a son and a mom get teleported into a essentially a beta testing game from the government in order to <laughs> help their bond as mother and son in this world just like questing with each other um there's really not much to say about that other than like the mom is like super OP and then unlike most animes we get MILF fan service which in some parts is funny <laughs> in some parts it's like please stop um there's like a, I mean, it has etchy elements and it's mother and son, so like there's some weird shit that happens sometimes. So that part, those parts are kind of like, eh, was that really needed? Uh, because there's like other like casting characters that they could definitely involve with different elements, like in that terms, that type of like fan service, I guess. Uh, there's some pretty funny parts to the show. I'm gonna give it credit. Uh, there's, like, one scene where they're, like, interviewing girls to, like, join their party. And, like, one girl's, like, too strong and her mom fears, like, her son might be hurt by her. So she, like, declines her to join the party. The, like, another one where, like, <laughs> she doesn't know what an elf is. So she 
doesn't let her join the party, and then, <laughs> and then the one like they end up liking is like she doesn't have any combat skills. Um, she gives she gives discounts to the guild, so her mom views it as she's a walking coupon. Uh, her bag can hold like two thousand items, so she's like really happy that she can store all of her, the mom can store all of her stuff with her. So she's allowed to join the party. Like someone like completely useless can join the party because she's has all these like attributes of like nonviolent <laughs> and like really helpful. So like those parts are super funny, but like. Like in episode two, there's like a really weird fan service part where I'm like, uh, I really wish the seed wasn't in the show. <laughs> like, um, and like the fight scenes are like, they're not like cool. Like, the mom is like bland bitch o- protagonist OP. And she, she just, makes Kirito look like a bitch. Let's be yeah, fair. Like, she's, she's that yeah. overpowered. <laughs> she's overpowered. Um, like so, like the action scenes aren't really there. You, it's literally there. Like the only good qualities of the show are like the fan service and then like the every now and then comedy. Um, there's some like really funny parts though, like when they're like walking around town and like some people don't have faces and they just say since the game is in beta that they didn't do the character like models for like these <laughs> random characters. I was like, that's super funny. Like the game's in beta; it's not finished yet, so the characters don't have faces. Like. Something like that was, like, super funny. Um, but if you... I don't really know if there's, like, an ed- that many, like, edgy isekais out there that are, like, watchable. I put this as, like, a maybe. Like, if this is your thing, watch it. If you want, like, a traditional isekai, like, this is not for you at all. Uh, Adam, how did you feel about it? Or have you seen it? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Um... I'm kind of with you on this. It's um, it's a maybe for me. The, I like the fact that it's a MILF that we get in this one, but because it's a mother and son, it always feels like, even if I could enjoy it, because there's a son involved, it bothers me. It's like, this would be so good if it were just like, you know, a mom was teleported into it. And she was, like, the adventurer, and it had these same situations if her son wasn't involved. I feel like I would enjoy this a lot more. But they're totally trying to get this mother and son, like, have to grow to bond, grow a bond together, and that's how they... Yeah, I, I, there was a scene in episode two that really turned me off that involved her and her son, and I just... I don't want it to go down that route. I am going to give a spoiler, though, that in the light novels, there's no romantic anything with the mother and son so that's I like that part but I really wish if there's fan service don't have it between the two you can have it between one of them and somebody else have it between the mom and the girls I don't care like or the son and the girls or or, something like I obviously I obviously know that this has etchy elements into it and like the mom is supposed to be super hot but like she's pretty hot especially for a mom like yeah but just Pick and choose, like, but don't pick the Bob and Son and these random ass etchy elements. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I have it as a maybe. I don't know what you have it as. I have it as a maybe too. It's it's might be my least favorite of it just because of those scenes. But it also has like it has the potential to be a funny etchy show. I just wish I wasn't turned off by the the milf element of it. Yep, I've, I I feel you. I completely understand. The next one we're talking about is this the last... This is the last of the isekai, is Mao Samari Try. 
And this one is this one is about a salary man who gets teleported inside a video game and is made the de- like I guess the reincarnation of the demon lord or something along those lines. He is the demon lord of this fantasy world. And you have th- the three holy maidens that are trying to defeat him and he's trying to just get the heck out of here. And he is super overpowered and has an overlord feel where he is the main character is the bad guy, but he's not actually a bad person, at least at the start. Things do change, uh, at least with Overlord, but this the main character comes across a village, saves a little girl who's being treated like human filth. She asks the like she's in charge of like taking care of the the sewer system and no one will like no one gives her the time of day they actually want to stone her to death at one point and he basically takes her in and treats her like his daughter which we're similar to another show we're watching actually but um so far he also seems to have like he gets a power from a stone idol which might be a god we're not really sure yet or a goddess and he has a ability to transform into a, some kind of dragonkin I believe is the word they used it's an alright show it's on Funimation if I remember right yep it's an alright show if you like shows where the main character is overpowered and is the bad guy at least according to the rest of the world it's it's not bad but it's also not great just kind of middle of the road I have it as a maybe yeah, I have it as a maybe leading more towards a void. The girl that he's with is essentially Rem from ReZero with blonde hair. Yep. It's, like, identical. Um, even though, it's like, as a character, I don't even think she's that bad. Um, but, like, the show itself, like... Like I was saying, like, if you want to watch a show that has, like kind of the bad guy but like he, he's more just along the lines of like he doesn't give a shit uh, I just like yeah recommend like Overlord or Shield Hero for like Isekai shows like that um, man there's really not much to say yeah. I like the element of like people view him as a demon lord but he's more of like an admin of or like a GM of a server yeah he he's, has access to things but like in their in, like the like civilians the only people that have powers like him are demon lords, so I just assume he's a demon lord, even though he's just, like, a Keanu Reeves-looking Japanese anime guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a maybe. I think this one, it's up there with From Commonplace to World's Strongest as, like, the worst isekai. It's not very um, memorable. I, like... Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, it's not, you can't really, like, remember a whole lot. Like, the only scenes that I remember are, like, her maybe getting stoned. Um, I like that he just, like, randomly builds a fort. Like, that was kind of cool. Like, oh, we need to get um, a base set up. And then he just, like, types into his admin things and then a fort appears. I'm like, that's funny. Like, GMs, like, if you ever played, like, WoW, like, GMs on servers would just, like, randomly spawn bosses in, like, major towns and kill everybody. So, like, that he can just, like, randomly spawn a fort if you want to. So, like, that's those kind of, like, MMO elements. But, like, if you want, like, a traditional, like, MMO isekai thing, like, watch Log Horizon. And if you want, like, a bad or, like, a don't-give-a-shit protagonist, watch, like, Overlord or Shield Hero type of thing. 
Yeah. It's just like it doesn't do. It doesn't really do anything like terrible, but it doesn't do anything like memorable or good. Um, yeah, it's a maybe. I'll probably drop it like down the road. I think I've watched three episodes. It's up there. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Isekai is pretty bad this season. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm with you on and my my drop it just because. Like we said, it doesn't do anything bad, but it just has it's so bland at everything that you finish an episode and you're like, Okay, well, I really don't care if another episode comes out. Yeah. Like but you at least with like some of the other ones, you can at least see a glimmer of there's a gem around or gem somewhere in there if you work hard enough at finding it. This one I can't say that about yet. Yep, same. Alright, next up we have... So we're done with our isekai block, and we're going to be moving into, like, normal shows again. Uh, this one's called Given. I believe it's only on Crunchyroll at the moment. Um, the show starts out as, like, a rebellious teenager kid is at lunch, and he just wants to go take a nap. And there's a kid in his napping spot, like, in, like, the back stairwell behind the gym type of thing, and he's carrying a guitar. And it's, like, a really nice, like, Gibson guitar, and... He, this kid's like really shy, really timid, but he really likes the idea of the guitar. So this main character like helps him string his guitar so he would leave so he can go take a nap. <laughs> it essentially revolves around meeting characters because this guy wants to take a nap. <laughs> and things keep running into his way. Um, but he ends up like inviting him. He's in The main character's in like a band. He ends up inviting this kid to like their practice so he can like see like what... A band music is type of, is like, and it sort of like develops like their friendship with music, and the music is all original. It's like really, really, really good. It's called math rock. Um, that's the genre it's called in Japan. If I had to compare it to, um, like an American band, like maybe like the Black Keys. Okay. Like it's like, it's like, one guitarist, one bassist, one drummer. Um, but, like, they play, like, really fast and, like, different... Instead of going, like, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four type of, like, strumming, they'll do, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six type of, like, different type of, like, really fast-paced music, and I really, 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 really liked it. The music itself is, like, really good. Uh, it's definitely gonna be, like, a character-driven story. It kind of is reminding me of, like, Run With The Wind, where... Um, music is an element, but the most important thing is the characters, and I'm kind of getting that vibe. Um, there is a romantic element to it, like a like a homosexual relationship, but like I haven't seen it yet in the first few episodes. And like when it happens, I don't care. But like I'm assuming that's going to draw people away from the show. But like that's unfortunate. Like I think I said like in our preview before, like I haven't really seen like that type of show since like Yuri on Ice. Mm-hmm. Even though Yuri on Ice really. W- I mean, there's, there's like, gay undertones, but there's not, like, real relationship, even though I... Th- I mean, like, w- eventually when the movie comes out, maybe it explores that. Where this one, I'm like, I'm pretty sure down the road, like, they have... What, the, the thing is, you don't know what character has the relation the relationship. So, I'm really looking forward to see as, like, the, co- the characters develop. Um, if you like those type of shows, I would consider it as, like, a go-watch-it-now type of show. Like, if you like, like, Run With The Wind... Um, maybe like a sound euphorium type of show 
I would say, like, go watch it now. Like, I think the music is that good. Oh, the wow. visuals are that good. If maybe just, like, drama elements and maybe some other goofy stuff to happen to it, I'd maybe put it as, like, a considerate. But I think it's... I think it, I legit think when it's all said done, I think it will be a contender for anime of the season. Oh, wow. I think it, it could be that good. That's high praise because I haven't heard a lot from many people. So that I don't think it's being watched that much. I, I, but it must not be because I haven't heard a lick of it except from you. So yeah, I think I think just music shows in general, if it's not idle, is kind of like. Not many people talk about it. Like, even though, like, shows like Kids on the Slope, where, like, it's renowned as, like, an amazing, like, music slice of life show. Like, not many people have watched it, but, like, everyone who's watched it absolutely loves it. I get, I'm kind of getting that vibe from it. I don't know if it's as good as Kids on the Slope, but, like, it's kind of, like, that feeling of a show. Alright, the next one we're going to be looking into. Hensuki, would you love a pervert as long as she's cute? And you watched this one as well, correct? I I have watched this. Alright, so this one, it's about a... I don't know what kind of... Do you remember what kind of club it was? Was it like a calligraphy club? Um, calligraphy-ish type of... Yeah, club. So the main character is part of like a calligraphy club and... They have to clean up after their senpai who has basically gone through and just trashed the place. Him, his younger sister, a couple for like a librarian, childhood friend, and the senpai are all cleaning up. And then he just he ends up going, putting away the stuff. All the girls leave. This is like a harem, pretty much. And he, it's a harem. Yeah, it is. He puts away all the cleaning supplies, and when he comes back, there's a love letter to him sitting on the desk with a pair of panties and he doesn't know which of the girls these panties belong to and who wrote the letter so he talks to his pretty boyfriend and they come up with a plan he's trying to basically figure out who this Cinderella is this panty Cinderella and he goes through one at a time going on dates with these girls, questioning them, basically just trying to figure out who left the panties. And you, he comes to find out that each of the girls, not only do they most likely have a crush on him, but they all have their own weird perverted fetishes. He, I feel like this show is not going to give you any answers if that's what you're looking for. It's strictly a comedy. It's not all that etchy from what I remember yeah there's like some parts but like it's no more etchy than magical senpai yeah yeah for sure yeah but it's it's not all that great I feel like it's funny at times and actually the second episode I really liked the date but then when you find out why how the girl is perverted I feel like it totally killed the mood for me yeah uh it's basically just weird perverted girls that seem are seemingly normal on the outside and a bland protagonist who doesn't deserve to have a harem. Like, uh, to me, it feels like you're watching somebody play a dating sim. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not good. Um, as of right now, I think this is the worst show I've of the season personally for me I have it like as an avoid like the only really funny parts are like 
the girls all have like some different form of like pervertedness where like one is like a masochist one's like a dominatrix and then i'm assuming as more goes on you will find out more so like it's really different in terms of that type of like high school harem show but it really doesn't do anything else um the, uh, the animations are absolutely awful uh, okay i shouldn't say they're absolutely awful there's some scenes where it's absolutely awful it legit looks like a dating sim where like a character's like standing next to like a window and it's open and like the wind is blowing but like her hair is moving but like literally nothing else is moving <laughs> it's like it literally looks like a copy paste type of uh, animations and then there's some scenes where like they zoom up on someone's face and like it looks like really nice I'm like you obviously picked and choose your battles and animation here um yeah it's it's just a typical I don't even say it's a typical harem but it's like a pretty you think of high school harems and this is it except the girls have like a perverted undertone to it that you're like kind of figuring out what it is um, yeah, personally, I have it as, like, an avoid. Um, I'll, I think I've only watched two episodes, so I'll watch the third episode before dropping it, because I'm assuming I'm dropping it after the third episode. Yeah, it's probably, like you said, it's probably my least favorite show of the season. I, I didn't even find the fetishes to be the funny parts. I don't know. I don't know what I found so humorous about it but it's not a good show dating comparing it to a dating sim is really good it's like watching a dating sim that's the yeah. perfect description and the yeah. main character like, about the, the, is like has about as much personality as an and as a the main character of a dating sim yeah uh, like the punchline is supposed to be like surprise i'm this type of pervert but it's like that 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 wasn't funny like that that was the the whole setup for like the joke like the character and it's like okay like wh why do i care that wasn't funny like i don't know it's just like i i, I really don't know what to say about the show it's yeah. just like it's bad i thought the dominatrix looked really cute on their date i thought she was yeah she, sure yeah she was a f i enjoyed her up until they told me that she was a dominatrix. I'm like, I could, I could date a girl like that. One hundred. It's like, yeah, it's like you meet a girl and she's all nice and stuff. And she's like, oh, by the way, like I have one weird kink. It's like, oh, it can't be that bad. And she's like, I'm actually this. It's like. Takes off her panties, oh. shoves them in your mouth and says, you're going to listen to me. You're my slave yeah, It's now. like, um, actually you're going to get out. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, well, thanks for killing the character. Yeah, it's like, if this happened in real life, you would never talk to that person again, and now in the show it's like, well, she's cute, so I might date her. It's like, mm -mm, no, that's not how it He's works. that but desperate. Yeah, yeah, so that's that. It's a void for me. It's a void, yeah, a void for me too. Uh, next one we have up is called Are You Lost? It's four. It's like, what would happen if four girls got in a plane crash and one of them was Bear Grylls? And... <laughs> It's them, these four girls trying to survive on a desert, a deserted island, and it kind of like it's, it kind of has like a Dumbo thing where like they give like survival tips and stuff of like if this happened, like how you would survive. It was really cool, like how they describe like how a plant is poisonous or not by like rubbing it on your skin and then waiting to see if it like affects your skin. I'm like, 
I legit had no idea that was a thing. I didn't. Like, that's like a really that was really cool. Like how they set up like a shower was like kind of like a cool thing, and like how they like devised that plan. Um, it's a short, so it's like twelve minutes an episode. Um, yeah, I really like the show. I'm just gonna put it as like a considerate because. I don't think you have to go out of your way, but, like, if you got 12 minutes to kill, I think this is a very, very good short. Yep, it's my second favorite show of the season that I've watched so far. I'm very satisfied with it. It's You point out the one scene that I really thought was cool was the uh, the rubbing the vegetable or the plant on your arm to see if, it, if, if you kept some kind of rash or anything. Like, I don't know how many people would actually be like, yeah, I knew that. Like just off the top or off their top of their head. I didn't. Like, yeah, it's it's survival techniques. Like you could use even if it's like you're not stuck on like an island. Like maybe you only have like you're twenty. You're like lost in the woods or something. It could be something useful, or just knowing like what the three key things for survival is. Like the order you should prepare yourself. Like shelter, water, food. How to find water if you feel like there was a stream there. Like you can find running water on by digging down. Like, small things like that really, like, accentuate, like, I didn't know that. It makes the show a lot more fun. Yeah, like, I don't know if I'll ever use this, but, it's like, it's kind of, like, it's just, like, learning, like, random facts about things. Like, that's actually kind of cool. Like, I never really thought about it, and now that you told me, it's, like, that makes sense, and I like, like, it's really cool. Yep. But, the, like, again, but it's, like, there's not really, like, a whole lot to say about it. It's just, like, a quick 12-minute short of Girls on a Deserted Island, and it's, like... But, like, it does what it wants to do really well. That's why, like, I don't, Adam, you don't, like, give shorts, like, really high, like, ratings. But, like, I, I think this one could be, like, a legit, like, what it wants to do in 12 minutes. It does it very, like, informative and to the point, yep. and it does it very well. Yep, I, w- I almost wish it was a full 30-minute show. Yeah, I, and it's, like, the, like, the etchy elements, like, legit, like, make sense. Where, like, she takes, like, the fish and, like squeezes it with her shirt and so I was like you get like a fan service thing but like it makes sense like why she took off her shirt to like do this thing with the like hang it up with a for a fish or something like that and, like yes etchy that makes sense I like that yeah and it, it was like well those things were like you don't see that in shows yeah I watch a lot of shorts and a lot of time they don't end up rating highly but this one I have as like I said my second favorite show of the season that I've watched so far I feel like it'll at least when I add in like Doctor Stone and Don Machi and Vinland Saga, and I get to some of these other shows, I feel like it'll still be in my top five. It's it's definitely worth a at least consider it. If yes, absolutely. So next one we're going into. If it's for my daughter, I would even defeat a demon lord. And this was one I know we're both watching. We both came into it, I think, on different sides of whether we thought it was. Well, not whether we th- where we thought it was going to go, but how we were going to enjoy it. I feel like mm-hmm. I fell more off of it after the first episode than I wanted to. It, mm-hmm. it dropped for me. It, it's about a hero who comes across a young girl in the woods, and he gives her some food. She's a has horns, and she's a demon, so, and she's been kicked out of her society. And he finds out that she's by herself because her father died. He was a demon lord, and he wanted her to get away from his body because the wild animals were going to start to eat it. So this adventurer takes her in and treats her to like like his own daughter. He basically adopts her, but 
there's obviously a racial difference. She doesn't speak the language, so he's trying to be a parent to her. It's it's cute. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about it. I kind of, like I said, if I fell off of it more so after the first episode than I thought I was going to. Do you have a lot to say yep. about it? Uh, yeah, because the thing was, like, it's like it's supposed to be a father-daughter relationship. And it doesn't really feel like a father-daughter relationship. It feels like... I'm not going to say any spoilers, but if you want to see a spoiler, look up the volume 8 of the light novel. And um, it it just doesn't seem like it has that dynamic. Uh, I said, like, as long as they, like, keep it in the show and they, like, don't make more than 12 episodes, I'll be fine with it. But it's kind of, like hitting me in a way where I wish it didn't. Like I said, it fell off for me episode two a little bit. Um, something, I don't know, it's just something about the show where it's like she's, the epi- the scenes where Latina, the main character girl, isn't it, I enjoy. And everything else I don't care. Like, I don't care about, like, Dale's adventure and, like, what he's doing outside of, like, being a quote-unquote father. Like, I really don't care and I don't even like the elements to it like there's like a fight scene in this episode and it was like really rushed and bad Mm -hmm. so like the whole literally the enjoyment I get out of the show is the interactions with Latina and like her friends and with like Kenneth and Dale and I forgot the other girl's name like those are fine elements but everything else is like I don't know and I feel like, like my opinion changed knowing where it will eventually lead. But at the same time, like, I was coming into it. I tried to come into it with, like, a, like, trying to ignore that part. But I feel like I can't now. And I had such high hopes for this show because everyone that read it was saying, like, it's so good. It's like, if you like Sweetness and Lightning or something, you'll like this. But I didn't get that vibe as much as I wanted to. And maybe it's just that I, the books and stuff are better. Like, that's I think that even if you didn't know what happens in the books, yeah. I think you could still get that vibe from it. Because I know that like Dale is like, I don't know how old he is in the... I think he's like 18 or 20 in the show. And Latina is 7. And like it makes sense where like, obviously he doesn't know everything to like fatherhood, but like... He doesn't treat her like a daughter. He treats her as, like, a cute dog yeah. who can, like, talk. Yeah. And, like, it's like, if you want, like, a father-daughter relationship type of show, watch Sweetness and Lightning, where, like, it has real, like, dynamics to it. But, like, like I just don't want to give away any spoilers or anything like that too much, but, like, it's just, like, it, it, it's missing the father-daughter relationship. It's like she's a pet. That's a good way to put it. Uh, I have it as, like, a maybe, because it's, like, there's some parts that I like a lot. Like, Latina's super cute, and, like, when she, like, starts discovering things and, like, doing stuff for herself, like, I like those, like, slice of life elements a lot, but then the next scene, like, Dale's on an adventure, it's, like, it completely changes, like, the dynamic of the show for me, so... I put it as a maybe. I don't think I'm going to drop it. I'll probably watch every episode, but, like, I have a feeling, like, by the end of the season, it's gonna be, like, a... five or like a six that type of show range i'm with you on everything you said there it's a maybe it'll probably be a six for me though i did have someone point out because when i told a friend of mine that i wasn't really liking the show he called me a hypocrite and was like well you like raftalia so much 
and that was the same kind of thing. And I try to explain there's a big difference between the way Shield Hero does it, where the main character, Naofumi, takes in Raftalia. She is not in any way trying... Do they portray him as, like, father-daughter? Like, this isn't, like, an adoption thing that happens, and then they build a relationship. But in this case, it is. This is a parent, an adult, that takes this child in with the intention of being, like, an adoptive father. And that's, I guess, where my issue comes in with how this (laughs) thing goes. You know what I'm saying? I do not get that comparison at all for how you could compare. Well, the because Raftalia starts out as like seven years old, and by the end of the that, show, that's just like a. But that's way, that's so different. I, like I, I'm with you on that, but it's. I don't even think it's even close to like comparing the two because it's. Uh, the only thing I guess you can compare it to is like the main characters are like using them for like different reasons because like, I, it feels like she's a like Latina's a pet in this, not like a daughter. And, and S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, she's a slave. So, like, using the girls for... Well, I, I was... Getting, he was getting more at, like, any type of romantic thing. That, oh, Where it's like, that's... well, Naofumi and Raftalia, there's, like, a romantic yeah. thing there. And if this goes down a romantic route, why are you so upset with it? Well, you love Raftalia and you don't have a problem with that. And I'm like, because he wasn't, like, raising her. This wasn't, yes. I'm being your parent, and then all of a sudden, oh, now I'm romantically interested in you. Well, if D- if this one goes down that route, that is a parent, raise, it, it's raising a child and then becoming a lover, It's that's where the yes. issue is. It's like Woody Allen in real yes. life is, is uh, Dale from this show, and then Naofumi from Shield Hero is like... That's different. That's I, I don't know if you could compare it to somebody because nobody buys slaves anymore. I, I mean, they do, unfortunately, in the world. But, like, um, it's really hard to compare him where, like, Woody Allen is, like, is a terrible... I actually he's a terrible person, but, like, what he did was really, really weird. Like, technically not illegal, but, yeah. like, I think everybody could be, like, a little I would never do that. Yeah, a little creeped out by it. Or, a- like, Nalfami Nauf- and uh, Raftalia, like, th- they're... Their intentions are like it's like nat it's like built up throughout the show and it's like I don't know it doesn't seem like it has that type of element. Yeah, they at never all. put themselves in a we're family type of situation where this is we're family and then now we're gonna be more than just family type. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, Raptor, yeah. they start off like you're like you're my sword, I'm your shield. We are adventurers together, but. That's it. I'm not your parent, even though I he is in char- like taking care of her for an episode. But yes, I don't know. Yeah. There to me, that's a big difference, and why I feel like one I don't mind, while the other one crosses the line when they start to be like intending that this is a family, a stepfather type of family that's being built here. Yep, and then I have it as like. I think I said already that I have it as a maybe. If you want to watch a show similar to this, just watch Sweetness and Lightning. And what did you give it? I said maybe. It'll probably end up by being like a six or something by the end of it. Yeah, sounds about right. All right. And last but not least is Vinland Saga, which is every season Amazon Prime gets one anime exclusive to them, and this is it. 
Uh, they came out with three episodes immediately, and then they're waiting. Then they waiting like three weeks before the fourth episode, which comes out next Monday, I believe. Not the, or next Sunday. Um, a lot of people compare it to Berserk. Uh, very like the fight scenes are brutal. They are. It's gory. It's quick. It's large scale, like slice and dice type of show set in like Iceland and during like the Viking era. Uh, the story centers around like a boy who is set out for revenge after his father dies. And you kind of learn about the backstory in the first three episodes. If you are a fan of like Berserk and those type of shows, this is definitely the show for you. Uh, the animations are fine. It's by Wit Studios who did Attack on Titan. Uh, I think that we're probably there. Really hasn't been any scenes that are, like stand out, but I think it definitely has the opportunity down the road to have like they have like a ship battle, like a large scale ship battle. But that's about it in terms of like large scale battles. So I think down the road when we see like two armies running at each other, we're probably gonna get some pretty brutal and intense fight scenes. Uh, right now I have it as a considerate. It's probably going to be like a you have to see it type of show. I think just the first three episodes are like building up the story. There's going to be way more to it. I know a lot of people are in for it for like the action and that's definitely what's going to be like. Especially when there's going to be a time skip where the main character grows up. Because in the first three episodes the main character is like seven. And I think on like the front cover of like the manga... And even on like the front cover of this show, I think he's more like in his twenties when the time skip happens. So I definitely have it boring like the consider it go watch it now. So yeah, definitely if that's your type of thing, like you like Berserk, you like those type of shows, don't check it out. Sounds like And then plan. just Yep, and then just to wrap up this segment, um I'm gonna give my personal top five of the season so far and then Adam's gonna give his recommendations as well. Uh, so for right now, number five for me is Dr. Stone. Number four is Vinland Saga. I think Vinland Saga is going to be higher as more episodes come out. But right now it's just a four. Number three is Given. Number two is How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Left. And it's neck and neck with number one with Maidens of the Seventh Season. Yeah, and for me, I don't know if I have a top five. I do have a couple that I would just say go watch them right now. Because they're, they're worth at least giving a shot. How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Left. I can't praise enough i absolutely love that and are you lost i think is definitely worth a shot it's we 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 talked about these two to death so those are my top two and you know magical senpai for a short if you're gonna watch are you lost throw magical senpai in they come out at the same time on the same day so you could burn 20 25 minutes and watch both of them they're worth it all right Next up is what would be our discussion and viewer questions. But instead, we would like to focus on our discussion on what happened at Kyoto Animations earlier this week. With the arson that occurred where, unfortunately, 33 people lost their lives in the process. Kyoto Animation is known for such brilliant work such as Violet Evergarden, A Silent Voice, Clannad, Hioka, and the list goes on and on. With no doubt the worst day in anime history. And Adam, would you like to share your thoughts on what maybe Kyoto Annie means to you and your thoughts on the whole story in general? I'm actually quite sad to hear about this. It's this arson was from what I hear completely like unfounded. There was no reason for it. It was just a sick person doing a really sick thing. And my prayers and thoughts go out to all those that are affected by this. It is a sad day. 
for many anime fans because a lot of these shows have left personal impressions on all of us. A Silent Voice is one of my favorite films of all time, and it it's a moving series and it's a very beautiful series about like forgiveness and stuff. And it's just so disheartening to see a studio that's done so much work and so much good for everyone, including a lot of their animators and stuff, are some of the most well-treated in the industry, have such a tragic event happen to them. It's, yeah, it's really unfortunate, um, especially since Kyoto Animations, from what I was reading, really goes above and beyond for their employees. A lot of... This is uh, the animations. I shouldn't say it's de- uh, male-dominated like career path, but there's a lot more males than females. And Kyoto Animation is one of the different ones in the like a pioneer essentially in like the anime industry. Where I mean, the building that was burned down has a nursery in it because so many of their employees are moms and females, and like they take care of like their employees. And so it's like to, to do this to like. Obviously, that anybody would be awful. Like Kyoto Animation is like one, like the sh- one of the shining lights in the anime industry. I mean, they're w- no doubt like up there with like Trigger and uh, A One Productions and JC Staff has like these mega powerhouses of the anime industry. And to see it happen to like the such good people is awful. And when it happened, I remember hearing about it while I was at work. And I was, like, very, very distraught by it, where, unfortunately, like, in America, where you get, like, school shootings that seems to happen weekly, you're kind of, like, numb to that fact. At least I am, where I'm, like, it's really sad when, like, a school shooting happens, but, like, it happens, and I'm kind of just, like, oh, it, like, that's a whole nother, like, politic thing that I'm not going to get into, but, like, it's definitely, like, it's an epidemic in, like, America. And then to hear something about that, like, in Japan, and, like, like, it almost seemed, like, fake. Like, it seems like somebody hacked, uh, like, CNN News and made a fake article about it. Like, how, this doesn't exist in Japan. Like, and of all things, like, Kyoto Animation, like, how, it was, like, it was unreal. Like, I legit could not do work for, like, the first four hours of my work shift. Like, I just read art Reddit articles and different articles about it, and it, like, really, like, affected me because, like, some of you, like, A Silent Voice is, like, it means a lot to me. Like, that movie, like, it, it definitely, like, it, it reflects on, like, a like it's a coming-of-age story of, like, a person of who he was and who he is now. And, like, I like I view that as, like, who I am and who I used to be type of thing. And so, like, there's, there's a really good chance that somebody who, like, literally affected my life probably died on I, this week in that fire. And it just, it, like... To, to other people it might be like uh, really unfortunate to them and but like it probably doesn't hit people as hard as like me or you or t- that type of thing so I definitely just wanted to like bring it up and talk about it and like express like how much like if anybody out there like ever listens to it, like how much like it means to like me as a person like that you made a silent voice or like I know a lot of people like Violet Evergarden, uh, a lot the Clannad After Story, like the, those types of shows. Like they mean a lot to a lot of people, and like those people unfortunately lost their lives because of some lunatic. Yeah. And just to like put it into perspective, like just how off or how little this happens in Japan, 
if I recall correctly, I read an article that said that this was the biggest mass murder in Japanese history since World War II. Yeah, there's like that, and then there's like a a gas attack or something that happened at like a Tokyo rail station. I read or something like that, but I, I don't know like the exact details. In terms too, of like, in terms of death count, I believe. Yeah, it it's like it's insane. Like this never happens, especially in Japan. And I mean, like I read. I just I hate like hearing people like well why did they like jump out the window it's like I hate when people say stuff like that like like well from what I was reading like that might not even have been an option because the guy from what I again from what I read I can't I wasn't there I can't speak from like personal experience but he went through the building pouring the gasoline and lighting it up so the fire wasn't just something that's like oh there's a fire downstairs let's jump out it was there's a fire and he's spreading it floor to floor to floor. Yes. All the way up. So this wasn't a very, like, you didn't have a lot of time to really just react and jump out the window. It started and it it t- engulfed the building very quickly. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been around gasoline before, but it spreads super fast. A lot of times, like, you might have been preoccupied and not have noticed and that type of thing where, like, you have a split second to react or you might even have a second to react type of thing where, like, it's just, it's like, it's people, people lost their lives. Like, don't be, a, don't be like an ass. Like, I don't know. It's like when I hear like those arguments online and stuff like that, it like drives me crazy. But And let's not worry about why these people didn't like do this X, Y, or Z. Like the real question is how, like, how do we prevent this from happening again? Not how do we save ourselves when it inevitably happens again? Yeah. So, so really, really tough situation. And I don't know, I don't want to bring the podcast down too much, but I definitely wanted to discuss it for a little bit. Yep. All right, so let's transition to something much better. How about our off-the-cuff segment? It's a segment where me and Adam ask each other questions with no prior knowledge of what either of us are thinking. Uh, I'll go first. All righty. All right, I'm going to give a shout-out to an anime podcast I listen to called Anime Talk, and they kind of brought up this idea, so I wanted to also bring it up and get it from your opinion. All right, and Adam, in America, we honor our past leaders of our country by carving 60-foot replicas of their face on the side of a mountain in South Dakota and call it <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Okay. My question for you today is, if America was taken over by weebs and we had to make a new Mount Rushmore of anime, who should be on it? And a bonus question is, who would you personally put on it? Like, your personal, like, Mount Rushmore. Okay, my personal Mount Rushmore, what, I need, like, four people or five people or four, something? Four people, only four. Four people. Dude. All right, well, I'm obviously throwing up Naruto just because the Hokages always have to go up on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my Simone, the digger from uh, Gurren Lagann. Simone, I, I, everyone that knows me knows how much I love him, how much I look up to that character and respect him. So, uh, put Simone up there. Let's see. We need a empowering female. So, I definitely would. I wish I knew one that, a little better than this, but uh, we'll throw up uh, Sailor Moon up there. Okay. And. I'm trying to let's move something away from the action genre more of a can I throw up Taiga from Toradora sure this let's is that. this is let's your personal the, oh I know uh, that's what I'm gonna do because I love her she's so sweet and I'll, 
Okay, but well, what, what do you think should be on the Mount Should Rushmore? be up there. Like, not your personal taste, but, yep. like, overall in anime gen- in general. Man, this is so hard. So, so let me just get this. So, who should be, like, most influential characters? Or are we talking, like, who yes. other weebs would like, throw up Maybe, there? like, I think, like, how... Like, people who, like, transcend... Like, characters that, like, transcended anime. Maybe, like, maybe for, like, what they did for, like, maybe a genre or just, like, in terms of overall popularity. All right, so... Then I'm going to throw up Goku. Goku's going up there. And I still think Naruto makes it. The other two... Man, this is a tough one. And I'm basing this on... If it was in America, so more towards a Western audience. Yeah, I think if Western it was like audience. the Japanese version of a Mount Rushmore, it might be a little different. Spike Spiegel. And. Man. Let's put Ash Ketchum. Yep, I had him as well. So, yeah, Spike, Goku. Oh, you know what? I'm taking Naruto off there and I'm putting Sailor Moon back up there. Okay. She was also then, in my Mount Rushmore. And and Ash Ketchum. Those yeah. those four I feel like co- yeah, they cover the most like at least back in the golden day like of anime, like the big faces of the industry. Yeah. Like if most people if they saw those characters, except for maybe Spike, they would know who they are. And Spike is just one of those like American like anime like a real American anime fan would just I know who that is. So that's my answer. Okay. I think I think that was I think that was pretty good. I think we had very similar. Mine was uh Goku, uh Luffy, Sailor Moon and Ash. Oh that's yeah, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Alright, so my question for you is are you familiar with the term crossplay? No, should I Google it? No, I'll explain. I'll explain. Okay. So you know what cosplay is? Okay, so is crossplay like cosplaying as like a different gender? Yes. Okay. If you had to pick one character to crossplay as, ooh, who would you pick? Well, my fa- unfortunately, my favorite anime female character of all time is five years old, I believe. So I don't who think is I can. That? It's Haru from Brokamon. Okay. Um. It's not weird, I think. She's just an amazing character. It's literally my Discord icon. Okay, yeah. Um, wow. Okay, so I'm kind of taller and kind of bigger. And I so like I'm, where you're going with that, because that's kind of what I wanted you to aim for. Someone that you could, but that you would also want to. Oh, I, mean, I, know, I know exactly who I would do, is um, uh, Olivier from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. She's okay. such a badass character. Like... She's legit my favorite character in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Like, I absolutely love her character. Like, how just absolutely badass she is. Like, I don't have blonde hair. Like, I'm Irish, so that would be I mean, really there's hard. there's wigs but, for that. Yeah, there's wigs for that, but... Yeah, I would... I think it'd be Olivier from uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I just... I love her character in general. Uh, if I could somehow transform into a five-year-old girl, I would do Naru, but <laughs> I think... I think... For my build, I think I could come off as a pretty strong and empowering blonde woman. Alrighty, I'll take that answer. That was a good one. <laughs> I like that you went for one that you could actually like pull off. And I don't want any like I'm not telling anyone out there that cosplays. 
do who you want to do. I, it, it doesn't matter to me, and it shouldn't matter to you what my opinion is on it. I just, for me personally, I always like to aim for like a body type or like something that fits you. But if that's, if you don't want to do that, don't even worry about it. I didn't want yeah. anyone to think that I was saying like, oh, if you're a bigger girl, you can't play a skinny person, or if you're a skinny person, you can't play a bigger girl, like or guy or whatever. Like you do you. But uh, yeah, I like yeah. that you went for like someone that like fits you like your general shape and stuff that you feel like you like and that you uh have a similar build to that's cool yeah and i uh i have pretty hairy legs so i don't think i could pull off a skirt well so i, I mean like that that's, she wears pa- pants. that's part of the fun of crossplay though is like you still keep those masculine elements but everyone knows which character you're doing like okay if i were to do like i don't know sailor moon or something which wouldn't work for me i'm way too, <laughs> I'm way too short yeah usagi's a bit taller but like my, I have hairy legs, too. I wouldn't pull off a skirt. Well, I'm also a bigger guy, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So our final segment of the day is a new segment that I wanted to introduce. And I kind of want to give a shout-out to where I stole this from because it was not my original idea. But uh, IGN does a video game podcast where they have a game they play at the end of it. It's called This podcast is called Game Scoop. And... This is a segment they call 20 Questions. But we're going to switch it up. We're not doing a video game because this isn't a video game podcast. We're going to do an anime. And so I thought of an anime. And Peter is going to have 20 questions. He can ask me 20 yes or no questions. And on the 20th one, he has to guess what anime that I'm thinking of. I'll answer the questions honestly. And uh, that's basically it. It's a pretty simple game. So Peter, you got 20 questions to guess the anime that I'm thinking of right now. Alright, my only question that I hope doesn't count is that if I think I know the answer before the 20th question, can I, like, guess the anime and if that's wrong it counts as a question? Yes. We'll allow that. (laughs) Alright, alright, 20 questions. Alright, here we go. First question, is this a show? Like a TV show. Yeah, like not a movie. Is it a show? No. It's not a show. Okay. Uh... Was it released before the year 2000? Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, is it a Ghibli film? No. Wow. This is going to be tough because I know shows way better <laughs> than movies. Okay. Um, did it have a theatrical release? In America, let's put it that way. I can't say for sure. I was. Okay. I, I Does that count as a question then? If we no, don't know, we're not going to count that as a question because I can't answer it. Okay. Um, can you find it on any streaming sites that you know of? Legal like ones. On, like no. is it on like is it on Crunchyroll or Funimation or not Netflix? any legal ones that I know of. Okay. Okay, this is gonna be tough then. <laughs> oh god. Um, is it like a? Is it like an action based? I guess I haven't said if it's a movie. Okay, is it a movie? Yes. Okay, is it an action based movie? It would fall under the action genre. Yes. Um. Okay. Does that it? That was six. Just so, you so know, it's a movie and it's not a show. 
um, and it was made prior to the year 2000. Um, is it, that's, I guess that's too vague of a question. Um, how about, is it like a, is it, is there like a good chance like if you went to like a like a Best Buy that would be on the shelves type of movie? Is it like that popular? Uh, it's popular, yes. I don't know if it would be on a Best Buy shelf, no. So I'll give you a little bit of a... Okay. I don't uh, think it would be on a Best Buy shelf, but when it came out, it would have been. Okay. Uh, are there any sequels to this movie? No. Are there any remakes to this movie? Pending. Okay. Um, so that's a eventually, or a, I guess a yes. Uh, is it based in the future? Yes. That was ten. That's ten. Okay. Is the main character a male? Yes. Does he ride a motorcycle? Yes. Is it Akira? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to make sure the first one was one that was very possible to get. I didn't want to play it cheap and be like, it was the the cooler Dragon Ball Z movie. <laughs> no, that, that's what I was like. I was like, I, I know, like, like prior to 2000, like, I probably know, like, 15 anime movies so I was like I really hope it's one of those then yeah it, I wanted to make sure that the first time was one that most people would have been able to get just so that people know the game so uh you got it much faster than I thought you were gonna though. I got him 13 13 questions well luckily I mean the odds were in my favor where it was one of 15 movies I've seen <laughs> so that's that's a fun game though so so next time have, I'm gonna have yeah. you think up a question and then I'll or, or better yet, if anyone wants to write in, message Pete, do a DM to him on Twitter or talk to him personally or whatever. Just make sure that I don't get it. And then next time Pete can ask me a question and see if I can guess the fans' questions. If that, That's if that perfect. works for you. Perfect transition. If you want to follow us or contact us, follow us on Twitter at... at what do you say, Annie? That's what do you say, A and I on Twitter. Or you can email us at what do you say, anime at gmail.com. What a great way to end the podcast. Uh, yeah, this has been episode three of the podcast, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks, guys. Have a good one, everybody.